0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Cricket Daily Podcast. It was arguably England's most encouraging day with a bat in over two years for Root whose captaincy credentials were called into question following England's first test innings defeat, it was an emphatic return to form. He hit a quite brilliant 226, his longest ever innings in terms of ball face, and his highest score as captain to put England into a position where they could feasibly force victory on the final day. Oli Pope impressed too, hitting a patient 75 before falling selflessly in search of quick runs. England were eventually bowled out for 476, 101 runs ahead of New Zealand with four sessions left in the match. Run through New Zealand and a series levelling win would be on the cards. And they threatened to do just that as they dismissed both New Zealand openers cheaply before Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson steadied the ship and calmed New Zealand nerves, taking them to the close on 96-2, five runs behind England. I'm Rana and on the phone with me from the ground in Hamilton is the editor of the Wizard Almanac, Lawrence Booth. Lawrence, from my perspective, that was England's most encouraging day with the bat in quite a long time. Root had already scored 100 yesterday, but do you think he batted at another level today?
1: Yeah, he did what he'd asked his team to do, which was bat long and bat big. Uh, he, he was trying to ape what New Zealand did at Mount Monganui, really, which was, um, you know, faced with a, t- a first innings of 350, 370 nil position, the go well past them and, and make life difficult for them in the third innings. Um, I think mean, they didn't quite have the ruthlessness of New Zealand. Their, their last five wickets fell for, for 21 in six overs. But the way Root and Pope batted is very much, you know, the template that he's called for. And, and Root looked... What he's threatened to look like for a while now, but hasn't quite managed, which is the world-class batsman who should be competing with the likes of, of Coley, Williamson, and Steve Smith, and you know the, that that Fab Four quartet that we've all spoken
0: about. So great moment for him, and, and and good for the team also that Ollie Pope got some runs. Yeah, you alluded to that mini collapse. The yeah, end. England might have scored their first 400 first inning score in nearly two years but they still managed to sneak in a collapse losing their last five wickets for 21 runs as they looked to accelerate at the end did you think that England potentially accelerated too early? Yeah I did
1: actually um, I mean, New Zealand spread the field they had eight men on the boundary at one point and, and, and asked Wagner to bowl bouncers not that he needs much encouragement and Ollie Pope swatted him high to, to, to deep mid wicket at the moment where I kind of felt like England uh, Pope and Root could have knocked it around probably a the field was so spread for I would say another half hour and then Root got out um, you know three runs later trying to hit Santa inside out over extra cover and I thought I thought that was just a slight lack of ruthlessness from England I'm not sure Kane Williamson would have given it away in those circumstances um, and then Wokes had a swish and you know the tail went down in a heap which was a bit of a shame because a lead of 105 or 106 whatever it was 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 useful but not not utterly ruthless, you know, New Zealand led by um, what did they lead by 250 at, uh, at Mount Manganui on the first innings and that was enough to, to crush English spirits. Well, 106 on this pitch um, was going to inconvenience New Zealand, but it wasn't going to um, you know, send tremors through the dressing room. So I, I felt, you know, if we if were going to be ultra-critical, England could have done with a few more runs at the end there and,
0: and perhaps got one or two more wickets by the close. On Olly Pope, he got through a difficult period first last night and then this morning, he gave us a glimpse of what he's been doing for Surrey for two years now. What were your impressions of his first England half-century? Yeah, he looked he looked organised. He, he was
1: playing to team orders, which was sort of reining himself in a bit. He played two pretty uh, normal shots in the first test, chasing wide balls. The second one was particularly horrific, wasn't it? Towing Toe-ending a local toss to to uh, extra cover West Santa did, admittedly, take an amazing catch. But but he Pope reined himself in. He showed that he's um, he's capable of playing in different ways And and... and and good luck to him really because you know, he he went into this series uh told that he'd be the number six the specialist number six. Restart your career. You had two two tests at number four a couple of years ago against India, that didn't quite work. And then one test into his new role, he's he suddenly thrust the gloves and he's going in at number seven so he has to recalibrate everything. And he did really well. Um he kept he kept root company for, for sixty three overs, I think that sixth wicket stand was worth. Uh, and that's that's extremely promising. I mean, he will go back to six. Obviously, I, I, I suspect he may never keep wicket in a test match again. No fault of his own, but but we will come back. best. Those waiting in the wings. Ben Folks, I dare say, would like another crack. So what he's shown England, I think, is that he's got he's got the right temperament. Um, and, and Root
0: will be absolutely thrilled to to see the way he played today. And with the ball, England got two early wickets before Taylor and Williams from steady, steadied the ship for New Zealand. It was always going to be a tough ask to force victory. How do you think England did with the ball? <laughs> pretty
1: well I thought um you know they couldn't have asked for much more than a, a an early breakthrough I mean Root again risked criticism by opening with with Sam Curran ahead of Joffrey Archer but it worked and he got an LBW I mean, it, was, it was a fortuitous one because weirdly Jeep Raval edged the ball into his pad and, and didn't ask for review it was a bit like Tom Latham in Mount Monganou he felt exactly the same way so so that was a bonus for England and then Chris Wote who bowled really well this game in his in his comeback test um, uh, you know, got Tom Latham who, who scored an excellent first innings hundred. So at that point, two down for not many. England had a sniff. They, they needed to get one or both of, uh, of Taylor and, and Williamson before stumps. I think to to feel like they've got a chance of victory. Um, they they could dislodge either. And you know, it's a it's a it's a grudging pitch. It's unyielding. It's giving neither stroke playing batsman nor fast bowlers anything really. So an extra wicket would have been a bonus. I think as it is with a, a dodgy forecast on the final day we're probably looking
0: at a draw here. Thanks a lot Lawrence, speak to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot, yeah, it's all the best. I'm at the Wisden offices with Wisden's Taha Hashim Taha. for As well as England played today, it was Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor in that final session who have probably sealed the series for New Zealand. Williamson in particular was excellent.
2: Yeah, I mean when when Tom Latham went, you know, you were thinking maybe something something special now. Um but then in, Kane Williamson, Ross Taylor, um, you don't get two bigger names than that uh, as far as New Zealand batsmen are concerned. Um, especially Williamson just playing Joffrey Archer. Archer sort of uh, came in his first change, um, you know, used the short ball and well directed short balls. And Williamson just the technique to to not play it, to get down and and the legs to to, to, to you know just we saw you know the bend and just the control of it. He, he basically was... does a limbo, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the flexibility is, is incredible. Um, and, you know, the tr- the trouble with the archer short ball is, is that it's always so well directed. Um, mm. But the way he just got under it and, you know, what Williamson's like, he's just cool and just, you know, just watches it perfectly and just, you know, moves on. There was one where he sort of dived perfectly in the next ball. He just drops length ball from, from archer into the covers for a single, you know, Perfect batsmanship, really,
0: yeah, absolutely. um, from a New Zealand perspective, do you think they'll be looking for a new opener after the series? uh, they've got a tour to Australia coming up and then a home series to India, so two massive series coming up. jeep Raval looks pretty out of Nick at the moment, out
2: of Nick and also got
0: a Nick today, yeah um one a, a frazzle mind, perhaps maybe um. Well, I'm, I'm convinced his batsmen just don't know if they hit it or not. I think that's what DRS has shown. I, it really annoys me when the commentator's like, oh, why has he reviewed it? He obviously doesn't know he's hit it. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, you'd kind
2: of um, just sort of felt for him. Uh, you could see, you know, during the field, he was already practising his leaves and stuff near, near the end of the England innings. Knowing that it was, you know, um, going to be a big knock for him, his his place is uh, certainly under question. Um, but he's been a pretty solid part of this New Zealand side for, 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 for a few years. Um, and, you know, they're heading to Australia and it's their biggest task. And you don't want to just put a new opener into that, you know, into that cauldron against Australia, against that attack. Um, but obviously, R- Revolt looks horribly out, out of form. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, there's very certain threat to his place now.
0: Neil Wagner we've talked about him a lot over the last couple of weeks he <laughs> ended up with another fifer. uh you asked a very good question towards the end of the England innings. how has Neil Wagner not played an international game of white ball cricket he's got everything he's got knuckleballs cutters accurate yorkers accurate bumpers yeah any, he, any ideas he loves letting go of that knuckleball I mean it, it's
2: something he's it's a really good knuckleball. it's
0: really good it really is um the dip the
2: swerve and he, an accuracy, it's an well really hard yeah. to
0: bowl a knuckleball accurately and he rarely bowls very wide or full bungers.
2: Got absolutely walloped for six by Joffre Archer and then, you know, Archer's a man who can bowl a pretty handy knuckleball and then gives him one. And then I think he also bowled the knuckleball to Broad to get him out and just, yeah, I mean, I've t- I think we've talked quite a bit about Neil Wagner this series. He really is just sort of, whenever he's bowling, you feel something can happen regardless of the pitch, because he takes the pitch out of equation sometimes with, with this knuckleball. Um, it's an excellent delivery. And he is just a force of nature, really, and really well-deserved, again, for, uh, for that five for today.
0: He's been the point of difference, arguably, between the two teams, in this test at least. You know, for all the talk going into the series that Joffre Archer will be the man who finally helps England bowl teams out and take 20 wickets away from home. Uh, Wagner's Wagner's do- basically been doing that yeah. for New Zealand. When you have a bowler who just gives it his all, like like Wagner does you know,
2: forget talking about pitches because he, he was just going to he's gonna come and do his
0: thing Um. thanks Art we'll be back tomorrow for reaction to the final day of the series thanks for listening folks if you've enjoyed the show please tell your friends and if you're feeling extra nice please leave us a five star review on the podcast app of your choosing cheers